As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to You Irons, the West Ham podcast from the good people at The Athletic. I'm Sam Delaney. I'm joined by Rashane Thomas. What an extraordinary game we've just witnessed. We are recording this on Sunday night. Less than an hour after West Ham have performed one of the greatest comebacks in recent memory against our arch rivals Tottenham Hotspur. I'm sure anyone out there listening, whether it's Monday morning when you tune into this or Sunday night, are feeling just like me and Rashane right now. Best way to describe it is in the parlance of the kids. We are buzzing off our nuts. It just doesn't get much better than that in football. To be 3-0 down to your arch-local rivals after 16 minutes and then equalise with an absolute thunderbastard with the final kick of the game, right? It does not get better than that. I mean, that's the sweetest feeling you can have in football, isn't it, with Shane? 100%. I mean, if we were in the stands, I'll be, who are ya? Who are ya? Who oh, are there'd ya? be all sorts being sung if we were uh, in the stands. Instead, I've see- just been singing it at my cat yeah. here at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that goal easily go of the season. Easily oh. go of the season. Oh, it's just incredible. And you know what was most pleasing about that? The way Moyes dropping up and down on the touchline after, the way everyone's running to embrace Lanzini. It was just so uh, a magical moment. And the thing is, previously, West Ham would have conceded more goals if you think about performance yes. like this. Our heads would have dropped. Yeah. Our heads would have dropped. Heads would have dropped. And, and because of years of seeing that, Rashane, because of years of seeing West Ham teams you know, let their heads drop uh, and just roll over. I expect us to do it. But I was forgetting that this team is very different to West Ham teams we've seen in the past. This is a team that has got spirit, belief and fight. And those are things that not many West Ham teams in recent memory have had. But I think today's result and performance, more than any other, more than those great victories at the end of last season, more than those fantastic wins we've had against Wolves and Leicester in recent weeks, This performance, that fight back, says a lot more about the team that David Moyes is building at West Ham than any of the other wins we've had. Because you're so right, it would have been quintessentially West Ham for us to just let our heads drop and for us to end up losing by five or more goals. But I was looking at us, and even obviously I didn't think we were going to come back. But after 80 minutes, when we were still still 3-0 down, I looked at it and I thought to myself, do you know what? We're still chasing every ball here. We're still fighting and we're still trying to get forward and create chances. And I didn't think we were going to score, 
But what I did think was, I can see this team's got a bit of fight in it, and that's good. I'm pleased. But, I, you know, no one could have predicted <laughs> what happened next. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just incredible. It was. You know what? I actually, I, I backed West Ham to score. I thought West Ham had it in to score because we were creating chances. And, you know, as, as you mentioned, marched in pre-performance in the second half. So when Barbina scored, I was like, come on, there's one more. There's one more goal. And then Sanchez got the own goal. And you're thinking, OK, we're, we have the momentum now. Tottenham, they thought the game was won when he took off Hongman Son and all the other players. They thought, they thought the game was won then. So as you mentioned, great uh, fighting spirit for the team to um, come back and draw the game. And even before lockdown, we've seen the fighting spirit. If you remember that game against uh, Liverpool, the 3-2 defeat, fought hard to, to come back in that game. Obviously, ended in defeat, but that was a spirited performance. After lockdown, the win against Chelsea... As you've touched on, this team, oh my goodness. Moyes there is building something special here. Moyes is building something special here. There's togetherness as well. That's the thing. I mean, we, you know, we said that after the Leicester and Wolves game. You could see a real togetherness where the players work for each other. They fight for each other. They cover each other, you know. You can see the way they communicate on the pitch. They've got each other's backs. They pick each other up when things go wrong. And um, what that means is that players didn't go hiding. You know, there were mistakes made when we um, let those three goals in. Balbuena, um, Kufau, even Declan getting megged by uh, Harry Kane wasn't ideal. Bit of a flimsy challenge. But it, it, none of them went missing. None of them went hid after that. They all actually went on to have very good games. All three of them. I thought Declan was great. Balbuena scored a fantastic header. I mean, to get us back into the game, that header... It looked like a consolation type, but it was a towering and not an easy uh, header to score at all. Kufau created the second goal. Um, the, the, the players didn't go. And that means that there's a good team spirit where they're all encouraging each other, even when mistakes are made. Because you can see teams, can't you? When mistakes are made by individuals, they feel as if they're getting funny looks or a bit of, you know, a bit of aggro from their teammates and they, they get nervous. But... This still, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, I mean, Declan Rice. I, I think Mike Noble's a fantastic club captain, but something about Declan Rice, the way he carries himself on the pitch, um, he seems like a very positive influence. And I'm wondering whether or not, you know, him being the captain and the leader out there now is making a difference as well. Because like you say, I mean, this is, you know, occasionally West Ham pull off great results with, you know, exciting football. Um, heroic performances but this was something more this was like this was grit and grit yeah. is not one of the words traditionally <laughs> that anyone applies to any West Ham team yeah and, and it got to show it's a team that enjoys playing with each other like mm. I always say it for me the, the, the moment I was like yeah this team this team has a real special bond it's when Declan Rice scored against Watford and he ran to mm. the touchline and hugged David Moyes mm. like I always mention that because rarely do we see that sort of like interaction on, the, on, on, like, on the field with like players and manager and it was just Moyes who ran to embrace Moyes I mean sorry Rice ran to embrace Moyes yeah. all the other players and we're seeing yeah. that again Rice yeah. growing into a great leader even back to last season and that draw at um, at Sheffield United and he had that driving run and then Snodgrass scored and then it was given out for VAR and handball and all that nonsense but just touching on that like it's, it's just it, everything's clicking right now everything's clicking I saw Panzer like 3-0 down uh, we're garbage we're terrible just saying all sorts of stuff on Twitter but here we are 3-3 brilliant performance and I'm, I'm just buzzing to be honest but I'm just buzzing stuff right now we're offering you the opportunity to subscribe to The Athletic for just £1 a month you can enjoy all of our great articles on West Ham and so much more. 
This offer is running for a limited time only, so go to athletic.com slash westhampod to sign up and read the article published this weekend outlining exactly what Saeed Benrahma will bring to West Ham. That's athletic.com slash westhampod and pay just £1 a month. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. The thing is, it's like this is the statement performance. This is the statement result because Tottenham were very good today, right? They were very good. In fact, when they were three nil up, I was texting mate. I was saying, to be fair, Tottenham have just been very good. You know, um, they obviously uh, Jose tactically uh, got the jump on Moyes at the beginning of the game. He did because you could see that they were exploiting weak areas. You could see that they had identified our right hand side as problematic. Kufal wasn't quite sure about his positioning. Um, Balbuena perhaps had identified him uh, as a weakness um, because we know, although Balbuena's had a couple of great games on the trot against Leicester and Wolves, we know before that we were all a bit sceptical about him because he, he can have great games and he can make really bad mistakes as well. So today for the song goal, he made a mistake. And so I felt that they got the jump on us there. But this team, this Tottenham team, um, Jose's turned them into a sort of a, a pretty and cavalier side that, that Pochettino had built uh, with Ericsson and Deli Alley at the heart of it. You know, he's built them into a team much more that you would associate with Jose Marino. They are they have become a Mourinho-type team now. They have got three pretty intimidating, like, strong, very classy midfielders um, who completely, I thought, outnumbered and overpowered our midfield in the first half. They were fighting. They were there first for every ball. You know, this is a Jose Marino team. I'm looking at it thinking, well, it's not to do with us being rubbish. This is a very good team we're playing today. And I'm looking at them, looking how good Kane was. You know, they, they can bring Bale off the bench. Son is an amazing player who's a constant threat. And I'm thinking to myself, we've just come up against a very good team who'll probably be challenging for the title this year. To come back, to not give up, to not, for the players, because I'm sat home thinking that, and I'm sure a lot of other West Ham fans are thinking that, clearly the players never once thought that. Do you remember in the summer we were uh, we interviewed Marlon Harewood um, and we were talking to him about that great Alan Pardew team that he played in where they had a great first season in the Prem and got to the cup final. And I remember saying, did you... Did you think that you know when you went into these games like the cup final against Liverpool did you know you were the underdog but thought you had a chance he said no that team the secret of that team's success if you can call it that was that we went into every single game with a collective belief that we were definitely going to win there was no doubt in our mind whoever we were up against we were definitely going to win the game and that is so powerful belief is such a powerful thing isn't it the way he said it, I kind of thought, yeah, I remember watching it. And he, he said a lot of it was down to the fact that we were all mates. Well, I, I don't know it, how good mates this team is, like off the field. But there is certainly something about them on the field that you can sense. There is a collective spirit and a belief that is 
really, you know, you can buy as many as your players as you want. Doesn't matter how many great individuals you've got. That is the thing that can really turn a team into a winning side, isn't it? Absolutely, spot on, Sam. Everyone fight for each other. Everyone, you know, fighting hard for the jersey. Another takeaway is even when Fornells missed that great opportunity, they still kept going. No one was like, yes. oh my goodness, yes. we missed another great chance. They, they kept at it. They kept, you know, making forward runs, trying to create something. When Cavall crossed that ball into the box, he wasn't just a hopeful ball. He was trying to create something from that. And another takeaway from me is, I know sometimes we get on Moyes not making changes early, but... One thing about Moyes, he has faith in his players. Another day, another manager would have made like maybe two or three changes at halftime to try and change things. Moyes is like, you know what, I have faith in this team. This team can, can do the job for me in the second half. And as we touched on, the much improved performance. And that's another takeaway, the fact that Moyes has so much faith in his, these players and they're starting to uh, you know, reap the rewards because we saw it again with a split of a comeback. And it's just again... The quintessential thing would have been for West Ham to either lose this match or concede more goals. Like I can't stress that enough. It's just happened so much times over the years. Three and a down, you would have gone, ah, oh, it could be seven or eight here. I, I tweet, it's, well, I tweet it's gonna get ugly. Is, yeah, exactly. Well, I thought, you know, when when at that stage after it was three 0 I am surprised that I kept watching. I mean, <laughs> I I thought I said to my son, "Listen, mate, if they score a fourth, I said I, I'm not sure I can carry on." But he is, you know, he's a he's sat there in his West Ham shirt and he's got he's yet he's less jaded than I am. You know, you get to a certain age, you're just jaded, you expect the worst, you know, from years and years of disappointment. But he hasn't got that yet, bless him, and he's like, No, no, we've got to see it through. We have got to see it through. And I did take half an eye off it. I, I saw I was cooking in the second half, with you know, half an eye on the box. And I saw the go I saw the bad boy in the goal go in, and I thought to myself, well, that's good because it shows we've still got a bit of spirit and we've made it a little bit more respectable. And then when the second went in, I thought, well, hang on a minute. So I stopped the cooking, turned the heat off on the potatoes, sat down. And I don't know what the scenes were like in your place, Rashane, but I don't know. I mean, my neighbours, I, th I think I've got an Arsenal fan on one side, so I doubt they would have mined minded that I shouted the old street down when that equaliser went in because the Arsenal fans were probably shouting almost as loudly. Yep, 100%. I was like, Lanzini! <laughs> <laughs> what a strike. What a strike. And I'm happy for Lanzini because as we touched mm, on, you know, we, have, we have criticised him a few times on this podcast. But that goal will certainly help his confidence now. Mm. That goal will just do in a world of good, especially, and we'll touch on it later on, with Ben Rama signing on a competition for places. Mm. That will give him, that will do in a world of good. So I'm so happy for him that he scored. But I love it. I love the fact that, you know, there's been a lot said about how thin our squad is. And it's true, you know, it is. It's smaller. It's the smallest squad in the Premier League, I think. And and so that's not ideal. But there is a lot of, um, I would say, we, you know, it's all killer, no filler at the moment because there are players sitting on the bench who are match winners, you know. So we could have a bigger squad. But at the moment, all the players we do have, they are performing. You know, Yarmolenko is not a player who I would like to see starting matches because I think he, he doesn't give enough defensively. But as a match winner, he's almost the number one in the whole squad in terms of a in terms of a player who can just pull something out of nothing. You know, Yarmolenko, I would say, is the number one player in the squad. So you've got him set on the bench. Lanzini's proved they still got it. I'll tell you what that reminded me of, though. Probably the most heartbreaking moment for me and most West Ham fans is uh, of all time would be Gerrard's 
last-minute equaliser for Liverpool in the 2006 FA Cup final. But I tell you what, that goal today by Lanzini, it was like a carbon copy. It was, it was the same thing, right down to the fact that Spurs defenders sort of dallied and gave too, and gave a little bit too much space, just like our defenders did against Gerrard in 2006. Same thing, he ran in onto a ball, struck it first time. It was uh, Maybe he was a few yards closer than Gerrard had been. I always feel like Gerrard was only just past the halfway line. But it was, it was an uncanny similarity, wasn't it, between that? And I would say that whilst... I mean, like I say, we're both buzzing, so we might say things that we don't mean. Uh, we might be, you know, we might just be in a state of hyst high hysteria still. But I would say that that Gerard goal, goal in 2006 was probably my, my most heartbreaking moment as a football sport. And I've been carrying that pain around for the last 14 years. But I honestly believe right now on Sunday night as we're speaking that that Lanzini equaliser tonight is one of, is one of, the sweetest moments as a football fan I've ever experienced. It was absolutely unreal, <laughs> wasn't it? Unreal, mate. West Ham need to put that goal on the DVD because I'll buy it in no time. I'll oh buy that in no time. I, you know, I don't even know how Lanzini had that in his locker. No. I had no idea Lanzini had that in his locker. He has. He scored some great goals for West Ham. He hasn't scored many like that that I can remember. He has scored some great goals. He, I mean, you know... Before he got his injury, he he popped up with those once in a while, but not something like that. I mean, it was incredible. Those standout performances. I mean, if if things had turned out differently, we wouldn't be talking about standout performances. But I liked a lot of what I saw out, out there today. I thought Cresswell had another good game. I thought Masuaka always looked threatening um, on the left. Uh, you know, uh, of course, Bowen and Antonio worked very hard as usual. I mean, maybe and Fornells did too. Maybe tactically, it was it, obviously there was that problem that needed remedying over on our right hand side, and maybe it was just the fact that we were outnumbered by uh, you know Rice and Suchet, who we've said, and I and I still believe uh, one of the best pair midfield pairings in the Premier League. Jose, the the wily old fox, has, has looked at it and thought, well, maybe you know I think what did they have? And Dombele, Sissoko, and. I can't remember who else, but it was a very strong midfield. And they kind of just put the extra man in there. And that's maybe that's the way that people think, well, that's how you cope with the threat of Rice and Suchek. So it might be that from time to time, we need to stick for Nows or Noble or someone else in there with them when we're away from home. Yeah, and the other guy that Tottenham had in was Hoiberg. Oh yeah, who's a very him. tough customer. Another, another another statement by Mourinho that isn't it having a midfield like that bringing in Hoiberg in kind of you know just putting a little bit more steel into them as an outfit I, I think you know listen we try to be the reasonable and rational voice of West Ham fans on the whole on this podcast but I'll say it I, I really don't like Tottenham I don't like them <laughs> I don't like Tottenham however yeah. however and so that's why it's particularly sweet However, I you know I, I think they probably will be contenders this season. You know they've got they've got a lot of good players, and Mourinho is shaping them into uh, you know a team that fits with his usual vision, which has always been a, a winning vision, hasn't it? And they they look tough. They look like a tough team, like those great Chelsea teams he built. You know they're a goal threat, of course, because they've got Son and Kane and various others, and now they've got Bale as well. 
but they look steely and I think they probably will end up being contenders for the title, don't you? Yeah, probably contenders and definitely Mount Strong probably finished mm. the top four to be honest. Gareth yeah. Bell's coming back, he didn't score thankfully for us, that worked in our favour. But he'll he'll like become fully fit as the season goes on. So yeah, they do look good. Harry Kane scores from the good partnership with Son as well. But unfortunately for uh, Tottenham fans, it wasn't their way today. It was no. uh, West Ham's way. And just, just quickly, a player who I want to give special mention to is Aaron Cresswell. Mm. Because again, against Leicester, he was really good. And tonight, he was good as well. So he's someone who's definitely surprised me with how well he's, you know. Thriving in that centre back yeah. position, isn't he? I think, you know, his position's safe. We've signed Dawson, Diop's back fit. He was on the bench today. But I think, you know, Cresswell has made that spot on the left side of his uh, of the defence his own. And and it is nice to see two left-footed players on that side. You don't often see it, but it gives us great balance, doesn't it? It means that we can attack with more fluidity down the left without someone always having to cut back and bring the ball inside. Yeah, because uh, you, you, you can you can make the argue that Cresswell put like an extra year or two on his career. Mm. With, with, with his system he doesn't have to worry about always rushing back in defense because yeah. he's got massive work to do about now although he still does it once or twice a game which is a surprise for the opposition because yeah. although it's not his obligation to do it there is a couple of times where he overlaps and that's yeah. the old Sheffield United suddenly you've got the old Sheffield United overlapping centre-back situation yeah. <laughs> because yeah. the people don't see that coming on the whole you're right he, it's better for him because he doesn't have to expend all that energy getting up down out the flank but once in a while uh, I think late in the game, you know, Masuaku had the ball and he just rolled it into the path of um, into the path of Cresswell, who was overlapping. And it's just a, a, an extra thing in our locker, isn't it? He's always been someone who's taken free kicks and corners for us, but he's never been a huge threat. He's not the sort of player like, you know, Pyatt, but who is where you get a free kick and you think very good chances could be a goal. But I think over the last few months, he's, he's actually, he's crossing his corners, his crosses, yep. his free kicks have improved. And obviously with Snodgrass not being a regular in the first team anymore, you sort of need someone else to sort of mm. step up and be great on set pieces. And as you touched on, Cresswell certainly for that guy. And again, I know it sounds like we keep repeating ourselves, but you really are starting to see the, the, the influence Stuart Pearce is having on Masuaku yeah. and Cresswell. Yeah, yeah. It just got to show how much of a good appointment was getting him back as first team coach. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the first podcast we've done since the closing of the transfer window, so we haven't yet talked about our new arrival, Ben Rama. I mean, that's really exciting as well because, you know, regardless of the transfer strategy and whether people think that we should have spent money elsewhere in the team, all of that stuff, there's no denying that there is a, a, a real excitement when you sign a player like, say, Ben Rama. I mean, this is a magical player, um, a player who can, who can do extravagant stuff you know, get get you out of your seat. It's the sort of player, actually, I was about to say a terrible old cliche, which is it's the sort of player we love to see at West Ham. But I always think it's funny when people say that because it's like, what? They don't like to see players like that at every club. It's stupid, is it? Oh, oh they love players like that at West Ham. It's like, well, they, they love them at Luton as well. Everyone <laughs> loves skillful players. It's yeah. not like exclusive to certain fans. 
But anyway, that aside, it is really exciting. And to, to pull off a result like this and be on a run like the one we're on at the moment. But no, we also still have this absolute superstar, we hope, to come into the team as well. That's so exciting, isn't it? really is. And we're forgetting that our record signing wasn't even on the bench. Obviously, mm. he, he has a slight knock, so he'll be fine. But Hello, we're forgetting yeah. that he has always even on the bench. And yeah, so touching on Ben Rama, he's capable of doing extraordinary things. My mind goes back to that Quote turn nutmeg done Michael Hector, and he scored as a result. So that's the sort of thing he has in his locker, which we don't, we just, we don't really see from four nows. But again, great sign, and hopefully he does well for us. Uh, it all got a bit messy on the Friday. I mean, it had dragged on and on and on. And, you know, we thought every day it was going to be confirmed. It took till Friday. We even went past the five o'clock deadline. Any insight as to what happened there? You know, suddenly it's gone from a permanent deal to a loan last minute. Um, it all got very nerve-wracking. Yeah, it all got very nerve-wracking. That was largely down to a, a blood test. A blood test that had to be uh, reinvestigated. So that's why the terms of the deal were changed from from well, permanent signing really to alone with an obligation to buy. Right, until next week, uh, thanks for Shane, as always. Thanks to all of you for listening. Stay in touch with us on Twitter. I'm at Delaney Man. He's at Rashane Sport. Until next time, come on your irons and remember, there's only one. Samasia Boo!